love hitting the highway? It's time now for Road Trips Australia with the Dark. Broadcasting through Blue Collar Media in partnership with Top Parks. There's a Top Parks holiday for every family budget. Plus, become a Top Parks G'day Rewards member and save even more. Visit topparks.com.au. Yes, good day, and welcome to the very latest edition of Road Trips Australia, an Aussie travel podcast produced by Blue Collar Media in partnership with Top Parks and proudly sponsored by BF Goodrich Tyres and Great Divide Tours. Every week we go into detail of Australian road trips and the attractions along the way, the must-do stop-offs, tips and information as well. We'll also put the spotlight on a Top Park caravan park that you too can enjoy your very own road trip. The facilities, all the services you can expect, the accommodation options as well, from caravan and camping sites to on-site cabins and a whole lot more. This week our road trip takes us to a very popular park of Australia along the Murray River. We'll also put the spotlight on the Murray River Holiday Park with the lovely Laura from Top Parks. Now you too can be a part of the podcast just by sending us an email, go to bluecollarmedia.com.au and click on Email the Duck. Now I mentioned Great Divide Tours and we wouldn't have Road Trips Australia without this man, Vic Woodman, who is on the line. Vic, don't get a. Oh, mate, g'day. How are you, Duck? What a fantastic time of the year it is. Um, Warming up. You know, spring has sprung. Spring There's a spring in the air. Look out. Someone's going to throw another coil spring at you. Yeah, that's right, mate. I've got to tell you, I was just looking at the uh, the weather over the next <laughs> yeah. week. And look, and it looks good now, and it's warm, and there's a few warm days. But I noticed that next week, and it depends when you're listening to this too, I guess, um, because people listen to podcasts at all different times. But as, yeah. as we record this today, next week I think it's down to rain and 16. <laughs> so <laughs> it'll be a bit of toing and froing between winter and spring, but you are right at the moment. The sun's up a little bit later. It's coming up a bit earlier, and it's a great time of year. And as over the next you know two to three weeks, uh, we'll certainly will know the difference. And it just gives you that that feeling of getting out there and exploring and doing these little trips ourselves. Yeah, mate. You're like you're not waking up and the, the, the toes are frozen and the fingers are frozen every time you touch the you yeah. know the steel poles on the tent or something. It's it's just. I reckon autumn and spring are the best times to travel in Australia mm. um, because you you haven't got that oppressive heat that we get in summer, which really keeps us on the east coast or or, the, or whatever coast you're on when wherever you're listening to this. But but um, in winter, you know, like it, it can be pretty chilly, and as you say, like you're running out of daylight so quick as well. Now, yeah. we, I know down at our training centre that you know we've got to wrap up things outside by about four o'clock. Yep. Because it, it's getting dark, like it gets dark from about four thirty as the sun goes down, mm. and um, and it's like three degrees. <laughs> no, exactly. And that's the yeah. thing. And I guess look, there is as you know, I recently did a trip up into the top end, and the weather was beautiful every day, and it was like in the thirties, and at night it was a low of twenty four, and you think, how good is wow. this? But in saying, <laughs> but in saying that. Um, I had mates sending me photos of sitting around campfires and things like that. So there's, you know, camping yeah. in wintertime and, you know, in the cooler months, I mean, there's a bit to do. You light a fire and, you know, your yeah. camp oven gets produced and all this sort of stuff. And I sort of missed it a little bit, although I wasn't complaining when I was swimming every day and, and, uh, <laughs> and I was washing down the day with cold beers because it was that warm up there. I could just imagine the wet season, how hot it must be. Get up there. Have you yeah. been up there in the? Have you been up there in the wet season in the top end? No, I haven't. No, mate. No. I mean, everybody talks about how bad it is. You know, mm. they they reckon that the locals in Darwin go tropo with the, the humidity, the constant humidity, and be sweating. I I actually really don't like that that really humid weather. Mm. You know, um, dry heat I can handle. I've I've been out in the Simpson Desert in, in March. Mm. You know, and it's been forty degrees at seven p.m. at, at night. Um, I, that's easier to handle than, than if it's 30 degrees with 100% humidity. Mm. But, you know, the, people people become accustomed to it, I guess, eventually. Well, mate, people I spoke to up there, in particular the locals who live there, they all had the same answer when I asked them about the wet season, and that answer was, love it. And as you, yeah, right. and as you know, yeah. I talked to my man, Glenn Watt, Glenn Watty Watts from up there every week on the radio, and he loves it. They all love it. Everyone I spoke yeah. to who was a local, they just love it. They love to watch the storms come in late in the day. Um, well, that's, uh, it's, it's, that's it's, something I'd really like to see is yeah, those storms, yeah, mate. Right, I, I've often thought of running a trip up Darwin Way, in, mm. you know, in the in the the wet season, just to see those afternoon storms. Mm. That'd be pretty specky, I reckon. Well, yeah. I reckon, well, the humidity is big, but I mean, at the end of the day, yeah. there are things like uh, 
air conditioning and swimming pools, mate. So that's that's probably why <laughs> everybody up there has an air conditioner in every room and a swimming pool in the backyard because it does get pretty warm up there. But like we say, yeah. like I said, you talk to the locals and uh, I didn't meet too many locals uh, who did not like the wet season. They all love it and it's just part of living there yeah. and uh, and once you get yeah. used to that humidity, we'll make happy days. One place yeah. where you don't get a lot of humidity, Vic, is along the Murray. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And that's Look, mate, this is a... Yeah, go on. No, that's what I was going to say. That's where we're off to today. That's it, mate. Yeah, and it, it's actually a trip that I've... Um, I've not done the full length of the Murray. I've I've done just about all of it, but only in, in different segments. And I've often thought that a drive along the full length of the Murray or a trip along the full length of the Murray would be really, really special, you know. Um, I've, I've been lucky enough to stand right at the, the source of the Murray, which is right up in the top of the Snowy Mountains. In fact, I've, I've stood with, you know, a, a foot in each state because the Murray does dictate the border between Victoria and New South Wales. Mm. And, uh, and I stood with, you know, one leg in New South Wales and one leg in Victoria, straddling mm. the tiny little creek that the Murray is right up at its source. And, and in fact, right at its source, it bubbles up out of a, a rocky knoll on top of a mountain. Is that right? Uh, yeah. Like it, you think, you know, you think the water would be coming down low somewhere, but it actually bubbles up out of the ground on, on, up on a rocky knoll. And um, we used to be able to drive nearly all the way to there. And when I say we, you know, four drivers and that. Uh, going back into the late 90s, I took trips up to what was known as Kawombat Flat, cow and wombat put together, Kawombat Flat. Um, they closed that road off and made it a wilderness area there now. But there was also in the big snow plains just near where the, the source of the river is, there was an old plane uh, that had crashed and you could still see parts of the fuselage there which is quite amazing. You know, this plane came down and, and crash-landed on this snowy plane right at the source of the Murray. But um, you can trek into it. You can walk into that if you're really intrepid. Uh, and you can either come from that four-wheel drive track um, in Victoria, which uh, goes past um, past the Quambat Flat track. And uh, that's around the Cobras Trail. And the Cobras are a couple of mountains that are down there. You need a proper four drive to get into that. Um, and I know a chap who's actually trekked in from Dead Horse Gap, which is on the Alpine Way up in the Snowy Mountains, and about a, a two or three hour trek pretty much cross country and that to get there. And in fact, he walked in in October, and um, and while he was in there, the, the weather changed, and the next thing, he's got snow coming down. And, um, and in fact, he found a hut to shelter in, and he, he got up the next day and there was like a metre of snow had fallen. And he said it changed the landscape so much that he couldn't even work out which way to go. And and, it, and it's, a, it's a bit like a surreal experience because he, he's, he was like trekking through the snow and like sinking right up to his knees in it. So it was pretty hard work. And he thought, I'm not sure where I am. And then the next minute there was a, a Brumby standing in front of him and then the Brumby like walked off and he started to follow the Brumby and lo and behold, the Brumby brought him back to some ski tracks that someone had skied through. So he followed those and they actually got him back to, to get Dead Horse Gap. Now, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we could have been reading the story about this guy perishing yeah, up there. Absolutely. You know? He's lucky, uh, really, and, when you think about it. And, and well, you fact, mentioned that's about, the, sorry, you, mean, you mentioned about sheltering in the huts, which is which basically yeah. you can do that, which was lucky for him he was near one. Yeah, oh, that's right. And that's why those huts up in the high country were built. In fact, that guy is the, is the guy who's known as Dave Cornflake. And he's the English chap that I've probably spoken to before who's actually skateboarded across Australia. And that's, we first met him when he was on a skateboard on an old ball plane. And, and, and that was the first of 25, 1,000 mile trips that he wanted to do in, in, in anything that's unpowered. He's done about 15 of them now, and uh, he's a fascinating bloke. He's written a few stories. He, he wrote, a, he canoed basically the full length of the uh, of the Murray. That's why he started, went up there to walk it, and then get to the point where he could put a canoe in the water, and then he canoed all the way down, right down to the mouth down in South Australia. It took him about three, three and a half months, um, and he wrote a book about that. So pretty fascinating kind of guy. But, you know, he, he nearly died on that trip on that mm. very first um, couple of days. So 
you know, what's the lesson out of that? Well, when you're up in the snowy mountains, irrespective of what time of the year you go, there's an opportunity that you might end up having snow. And uh, we've actually been camped down down in the Davies High Plains area, which we uh, actually I only spoke to you about that earlier today on the mm. on the full drive show. Mm. And um, we've woken up on um, you know Boxing Day, and we've had had six inches of snow on the tents. Unbelievable. So you know you if, you know when you're up in that high country, you've just got to be ready for for anything. And we were talking about the the thunderstorms and that. And I've been I've run trips down there. We you know, we do a lot of trips in the high country, and um, We've um, normally they start in November because the tracks don't open until the first week in November, and I, and I've been down there in November, mate, and that's like the storm season, and we've had some cracker thunderstorms roll through us while we've been driving around mm. as well. But look, once you once you come down now, look, you know, this road trip, this this is this can be done in, in any type of vehicle, um, caravan, boat, trailer. Well, boat, yeah, you can do it on a boat. This guy canoe down there. So, um, you know, the first part of it, four wheel drive, you get right up to the very source if that's what you, you want to do or walk in from the Alpine Way. Mm. But, um, but if you get yourself down to the, uh, the little settlement of Tom Groggan, uh, that's a, a station, a cattle station in the high country just um, east of Cancoven. Um, beautiful camping there on the side of the road, and that's accessible by any kind of vehicle. It's off the Alpine Way. Uh, there's drop toilets and that thing. And, um, and and really nice camping, lots of kangaroos around that area. But at that point, the river's already starting to get reasonably wide. Uh, like when we, we actually cross it in our four-wheel drives and, you know, it can be up to Bonnet Deep and it's about 30, 40 metres across, you know, at yeah, that point. it's up to Bonnet Deep there, though. let's get in there. <laughs> yeah, look, you know, normally it's around Hub, but you're just, you know, if there's been a big snowfall or it's been heavy rain, mm. these rivers come up really quickly. So... Uh, you know, they're coming down out of the mountains. But look, from from there, from Cancoban down, and Cancoban's a lovely little place. And in fact, I actually reckon that, that autumn, and we're talking about when's the best time to travel, I reckon this trip in autumn would be absolutely spectacular mm. because you've got the autumn colours in all the leaves and, and the trees along there, and it is truly, truly a spectacular drive anywhere, um, you know, in that high country area uh, at autumn. But... Um, from Cancoban. Now, look, the thing is, mate, you know, like we're at the moment and we don't know how long it's going to go for, but, you know, we've got border restrictions. But I was looking at the map and you could actually drive all the way in New South Wales along the Murray, or you could drive all the way along you know, the Murray in, in Victoria. Mm. So, you, you know, this is actually still available right now. Um, but the road the road from Cancoban, once you get past the turn off to the little town of Corion, and I'm just going to throw in there, mate. Did you know the man from Snowy River? The actual man that that was was all, all you know um, featured around because there really was a, a guy called Jack Riley who was the original man from Snowy River. Yeah, right. He's okay. actually buried in the yeah. Well, he's buried in the cemetery in Coryell. Yep. Uh, it's a shame they didn't wait till he died. But anyway, that's that's how it goes, I guess. Uh, uh, going. <laughs> 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 But, and, and when you come in the Coriol, mm. you know how they do those sculptures for the entries to towns? Mm. And you probably would have seen that Tipperbar where they've got actually Tipperbar and they've, they've got the cows and the yep. and the sheepdogs and things like that. Yeah. Well, they're at Coriol. Well, they're got, too, don't they? Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, well, at Coriol they've got one there with the wild horses and, and this man from Snowy River wielding the whip, you know, and, and they're great as you drive into the town of Coriol and you can see those at the entrances. But you go into the cemetery and you'll see the uh, you'll see the, the cemetery. Uh, sorry, you'll see the grave site for Jack Riley, who who was basically the, the original uh, man for Snowy River. The um, as I was as I was going to say though is that that drive along between Cancoban and Albury Wodonga, mate. It, it wouldn't matter which way you went. There's there's um, a couple of different routes you can follow along the river. And they are both spectacular drives, right? It's all sealed road. Mm. I've been through there in my car club. Um, a lot of car clubs will use this, uh, you know, because it's just nice winding roads, brilliant scenery, um, fantastic outback country type scenery with rolling hills. And then, of course, right beside the big, you know, Hume Lake, uh, which is created by a weir um, and flooded. In fact, in when we had the really bad drought, and it was nearly dry, but you know now we've had some good rain, it's filling up again, which is great to see. 
But whether you travel in New South Wales or Victoria, the road skirts the edge of the um, of the lake all the way. So you've got really, really spectacular scenery the whole way along there with the road winding around the hillsides. You know, and I just love that. I don't know about you. I'm sure you're the same. Just love seeing those old, you know, shearing sheds and yeah. the old t- corrugated iron sheds that are half, you know, they're leaning over at 45 degrees. I've actually got them out here where I live. You drive just <laughs> seriously right. five minutes around the corner and you see the old sheds leaning over and and, uh, yeah. and all that. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's it's very, it is good. And and it's good that the people, that they're still there. It's like the ruins in, you know, in South Australia. It's just, yeah, it's yeah. great that you can still see that, you know, touch of what used to be. Oh, that's right. And I'll tell you what, you know, like, again, I talk about it, travelling in autumn. That's when you'll get the early morning mists and that and the fogs laying in the valleys. And, I mean, if you're into your photography, you know, I know a lot of people are. A lot of people travel there. You know, they're closet photographers, really. Mm-hmm. And um, that, you know, you'll be stopping a lot, you know, to take photos of the different scenes with the trees in the fog and the old leaning to um, wool sheds and that, you know, it's uh, it's a truly spectacular country. Um, I mean, you've got you've got the, the the huge metropolis of Albury Wodonga, and I mean, it's a you know, they're two giant cities now. So if you if you need anything, you <laughs> you're going to find it in good old Albury Wodonga. Uh, there's different campsites and caravan parks scattered around the lake between uh, Cancoven and, and Aubrey Wodonga. So, you know, you're just going to be sport for choices where you can stay. Of course, each of these, these towns have got major, um, you know, motels and hotels and things. And I think you said that, that the young lady's going to talk about the... Um, the, the, the Yeah, the Murray, the Murray River Holiday Park. That's the yeah. one. Yeah, yes. I couldn't even know, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's a spectacular park, you know, for sure. The... Um, if you continue, you know, obviously the whole idea is just to continue along that Murray Valley Highway, which which is in Victoria. If you can't get into Victoria, you can, again, trace the river all the way through New South Wales, virtually on the opposite side of the bank. Actually, you know what really gets up the nose of the Victorians is that I, I think the border right, is actually the high tide mark on the Victorian side. Right. So the, the, the water and the river and that is actually in New South Wales. <laughs> And I think that really gets up the nose of the Victorians. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but uh, so they can't even go for yeah. a swim there at the moment. Well, that, that now look, that's a really good point. Mm. Yeah, and if you did, you'd have to sit in the water for, for fourteen days or something, wouldn't you? Yeah, I'm sure. You end up looking like a prune or a bit like mm. you, maybe. Yeah, I'm thanks, sure. mate. Yeah, I'd just yeah. float around. <laughs> yeah, it's such a You're shame. Right. It's such a shame, and hopefully, things things will get get better there sooner rather than later in Victoria, so oh, you can get yeah. back out again. I mean, I, I really feel for the people there. I met yeah. I, I met a lot of people who uh, just I know it's a sidetrack here, but when I was in the territory, people who had well, there was one bloke who had quarantined, but there were Victorian people from Victoria up there who'd got out early and good and lucky for them because they now basically unofficial Territorians, but still plenty of people not being able to travel. A lot of caravans sitting idle at the moment, which is such a shame, and the parks down there and. Hopefully we can get yeah. through this thing sooner rather than yeah. later. It seems like we've been talking about it forever. But anyway, I know. Anyway, oh, we'll get over it eventually, mate. We've just got to look forward to it. You yeah. know? But look, yeah, the, uh, the, there's a couple of uh, little place called Talangatta, a uh, beautiful little town just prior to Warley, Wodonga. It's in Victoria. Um, i tell you what, mate, it's got a bloody good bakery. <laughs> we love the bakeries. <laughs> I love the bakeries, yeah. And right in the main street, there's a big park directly opposite, and you can go and buy your cream bun and then go over there to your cup of tea yeah. and sit in the park there, big park. I mean, some of these these country towns, they, they are really well designed, you know. They've got mm. big parks right in the middle of them. It's almost like New York and Hyde Park, you know. It's just a, it's on a obviously a much, much smaller scale. Um, the, the There's so much to do in that area, and I could probably just talk about all this area forever, but... You know, not far away, you've got the historic towns of Yakandanda and Beechworth. Um, but along the Murray itself, um, there's Corolla, uh, is in New South Wales, and then across the border, you've got Yarrawonga. So, as again, it doesn't matter which, which way you go. Mm. At Yarrawonga, over the border in New South Wales, there's a place called, I always have trouble saying this, Mawala, Malawa, Malawa. And Lake Malawa, and and you can do an awful lot of um, you know uh, boating things on Lake Malawa. There's and and there's um, you can hire the canoes 
you know, and those little craft you sit in and paddle your wheel. I mean, I, I can just imagine you sitting on one of those things where you paddle the wheel and you float out on the water. Um, actually, if I reckon if I went with you in one of those, mate, I reckon it would be a little bit lopsided, wouldn't it? I, like, my paddle probably wouldn't even be in the water. Look, I'm going to tell you now, Vic, when I recently paddled in a <laughs> canoe up at Lawn Hill, I was in a three-man canoe. And the people out the front were off the No, off no, the no, water. no, no, no. There was no one else in it. It was just me. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, for, the, for, the, for the people who listen to the podcast, and maybe they don't know, so look, we, I got ringing wet. I'm about 60 kilo, mm. and, and I'm not going to ask you to embarrass yourself, but I reckon you're probably about at least double that. Would that be fair? Oh, yeah, at least. So that would be that would be quite fair to you, I'd say. Mm. So so if you can do it, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's actually one of your best. <laughs> oh, that is quite fair. Anyway, keep going. Yeah, yeah. So look, we're yeah, we're a little bit like Laurel and Hardy or, mm. or whatever. Having a good start. Them too, mate. Yeah. Who's on first? No idea. Um, so look, there's there's a heap of stuff to do on that lake itself. Um, there's all these wineries, and again, I'm not a drinker. You'd be right up, right up your, your alley with this. Not really a wine person, but anyway. No, but right. I'm thinking of Mrs. Duck, mate. She'd be in the wine. Oh, yeah, she doesn't it? mind the odd wine, yeah. Every time I've seen her, she's whining about you. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I do know. She's on fire today. You've been writing oh, them down, have you? <laughs> I've been writing them down. Well, you know, dad jokes. Look, it's um, there's a whole bunch of wineries around Rubber Glen, which is on the way uh, to Yarrawonga. So, and I mentioned it earlier, like the diversions you can do, and like even the town of Wangaran, I'm just looking at the map now, the town of Wangaran is only 42 kilometres south of the Murray Valley Highway. Mm. And the town of Wangaran itself is a, another beautiful town with lots of shopping to do in it, really well laid out. And, and again, you know, at autumn time, it's spectacular scenery all through those areas. So, um if you continue west, you start to you start to get into the the more outback type country, mate. And the and you will notice the change. There won't be the same amount of tree growth, um, etc. Around, um, and you, you're heading up like towards places like Swan Hill, etc. Um, and you're really getting into quite right on the edge of the outback of New South Wales. So the temperatures really do start to go up. Yep. And in fact, as you go along on the um, the Murray there, the um, like Mildura in summer, I mean they're up in the forties, yeah, you know, know, same as Swan Hill, you know. Mm. Um, and I think they, oh, I'm just trying to think when it is. I used to have a friend go in the Murray River paddle race, and I think it was around Christmas time. And um, there'd be horrendous stories of, of how hot it was and the number of people that would you know fade away because of the heat. So um, I, I thought, you know, a lot of people will use that Murray River escape because of the amount of water activities and water sports. They'll use that over those school holidays in the Christmas period. Um, if you didn't have to travel in Christmas, I, I wouldn't do it then because mm. of the, the fact the place is going to be really packed out. Plus, it's it's pretty bloody hot, to be honest. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, but again, the, at Swan Hill itself, I, I've stopped in there and there's a fantastic, um, one of those old, like an old Sydney town uh, establishment right on the edges of the river and the old blacksmith in there and, the, you know, all the old buildings and the, what do they call it, horse-drawn carriages and, and all that. You know, it only costs 20 bucks or something to get into. Um, and that's really interesting. And I remember that when we were there, they, we went for a night tour and there's like a train, I think it was, that we went around on. And there was a gun battle and a, like a fireworks display as part of the gun battle that they put on, you know, like a really theatrical type event. And then a spectacular light show that went with it. And, you know, all this is in the little town of Swan Hill. You know, the kind of stuff you don't expect to see, really. Mm. Um, um, just, yeah, there's, there's a huge amount that you can enjoy along, along the Murray. And... I guess the other question would be, you know, how long, how long do you need to allow for it? Well, you want to go and check out the giant Murray Cod, isn't that down there somewhere? Yeah, yeah, but no, it probably is, mate. The, the Murray River, so there's probably a giant Murray Cod. I yeah, know the giant. I know, it's not called the, the big, big trout up at Oberon. Well, it's not called <laughs> the big banana or the big trout, or it's called the and giant Murray Cod, yeah. which is a big, which is a massive big um, 
Quick uh, big, 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 big Murray codfish, <laughs> but it's huge and um, all like yeah, green, actually, I green that one that's in Swan Hill. Uh, it's, it's not, it's not far from Swan Hill, yeah. Yeah, it's in yeah. that region. Uh, well, the other the other fantastic uh, town is Mildura. I mean, wow! Well, I was only in there last year when we did our um, prostate cancer rally. We came down through there. Yeah. Um, and and that is a beautiful town, mate. Jesus, I'm all this other town. It's a city. I, and if anyone listening in Mildura, I apologise. I mean, it's a city, and uh, it, it is a really well laid out um, city, right on the edge of the uh, of the Murray. There are some fantastic paddle boat uh, rides you can do. And in fact, the same in Swan Hill. We did one in Swan Hill. We did one while we were in in Mildura, and um, going up the, the Murray. And when you do that, you know, you do the evening cruise and you have dinner on board and all that. And as you're going up there, you see all these people with camp with their caravans and they've got their campfires going along the edge of the Murray. Some of them are in caravan parks, some are free camping, some are, you know, have got mates who have got probably the, the back onto the Murray. And, uh, and you just think, oh, man, mate, wouldn't that be special? Mm. And, of course, you do that dinner cruise and the sun's going down behind you and the, the orange sky that we get, that beautiful clear sky that we've talked about so much in the outback. Yeah. You know, it's putting all those colours up and they're reflecting off the water as, you, as you're going up the Murray. And it's it's just something everyone needs to do. And and I've got a, a couple of friends have actually hired a houseboat and they've gone on the houseboat. I've actually mm. thought that'd be a great thing to do. Yeah, I've done that on and the Hawkesbury. Can... It's beautiful. I, 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 yeah. I see the, the houseboats down there on the Murray. At Mildura, and yeah, it would be. I've spoken to people who have done it. They they say it's just amazing. Yeah, yeah, and and I reckon that'd be you know. Like, there's another few days you could do. So when, when you're talking about how long do you need, look, you, know, you can drive. You can do this drive in three or four days all the way through, and you still get a feel for it. But geez, you could take three or four weeks. You could take three or four months. Mm. So you know, um, the, the thing is just. You know, enjoy it. Well, enjoy the time you've got. This is the thing. I mean, everyone says to me, oh, I've only got a week. Well, that's great. You know, like some people can't get away at all. That's right. So don't, don't feel disappointed if you've only got a week to, to travel somewhere. You can still see an awful lot in, in a week. You can enjoy the drive. You can have a nice meal for lunch in any one of these towns or, or whatever. You can stay in these great caravan parks that we've talked about. And, um, and it, it's just, you know, it's just freedom to get away. Um, when you when you continue further to the west along the Murray, of course, you'll get to the town of Wentworth. And in fact, I've got a I've got a crew in Wentworth tonight. Would you believe? Okay. Um, they're just doing the Darling River run. And of course, at Wentworth is where the Darling joins the Murray. And there's a fantastic um, park called Junction Park, of course, for the junction of the two rivers. And they've got a little bit of a tower that you can walk up. There's stairs going up onto the tower so that you can lean out over the water and you can actually look down on the two uh, junction or the junction of the two rivers. They're both breath, dirty brown, you know, colour, mm. but that's that's quite, you know, quite something because the Darling and the Murray are the largest rivers in Australia, you know, and they carry a huge volume of water, each of them. And in fact... You know, we were talking about the, the paddle steamers. The paddle steamers in, in the good old days, and I'm going way back to the late 1800s, used to go all the way up the Darling, and they would get all the way up to Burke. Um, and and that's, like, <laughs> that's like hard to imagine. Um, while you're in that, in that park there at Junction Park, over near the, the actual car park where you leave the vehicle, there's these wooden sculptures of fish and other animals, mm. and they, they've been carved out of one big giant log, you know, probably cut out with a chainsaw and then and then rounded off with a bit of, you know, a bit of sandpaper and that. And, you know, just really, really uh, spectacular piece of artwork there carved out of this one giant uh, log that lays there in the park. So there's um, there's the old jail at, at Wentworth as well, uh, which if you visit, you probably won't get let out of again, like I did once. But that was another story. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> um, but by now you're starting to get fairly close to South Australia. In fact, Renmark um, is the is the tipping point going into South Australia as the Murray crosses over in, into South Australia. Um, along there, there's actually fairly tall cliffs along the edge of the Murray. 
So back further up, you know, you, the Murray spreads out, it winds around, uh, twists and turns. There's the, the beautiful big, you know, red cedar trees that are all along there, the river red comes, I should say, all along the Murray. In fact, the Barmah State Forest and the Barmah National Park, um, they've, they've actually just started to allow that to, to re-flood again because they found the trees were dying. So, yeah. you know, I think they've assisted by letting some more water in to allow them to, to flood again so the trees would, uh, you know, would get a bit of moisture back. But there is some spectacular places to camp in that Barmah National Park and Barmah State Forest uh, back along the Murray there. But when you get up around Renmark and that, it's starting to get up to where the, where the cliffs are and the, the river's like cut down through the, it's like a sandstone, you know, and uh, they're quite spectacular. It's probably 40, 50 foot high. And again, there's, uh, I've seen the um, uh, the houseboats down on that as well. And that would be a pretty special place to be, especially, I reckon, at sunrise and sunset, mm. you know, with those colours reflecting off the that, that bare sandstone that, that forms the the bank of the river. You wouldn't, you don't want to go jumping off the bank there because I'll say it's a 50-foot drop into the river at mm. some places. But uh, mate, that eventually reaches all the way down. It comes down to South Australia and out to the, to the coastline. And uh, it breaks out into a, a great big um, lake system, and before it goes eventually all the way out to the to the ocean. And in fact, my mate Dave, I talked about, who paddled all the way down there, as he as he was paddling across the lake to get to the mouth where you know out on the beach there and the breakers are, there was a seal popped his head up and sight, looked at him as if to say, "What the hell? What the hell do you think you're doing?" You know, and. Um, so there's a lot of wildlife, lots of birds, lots of all the way along there, eagles, beautiful parrots, all that kind of stuff. You'll see kangaroos coming down for drinks. Um, you know, it, it's just a great drive. Um, and I say I've never done the whole thing in one go. And it's it's on my bucket list to do. Jeez, I wouldn't uh, have thought there was I, too much on your bucket list. Yeah, <laughs> well, I've, I've done a lot of ticking. I've done a lot, you know. <laughs> But um, and, and one of them really is, is to do that drive all the way along the Murray and, and really enjoy it. And, and I reckon, you know, getting a, a houseboat out for a few days down there on the Murray would be really, really special. Oh, mate, absolutely. What a fantastic road trip, Victor. It's one of your best. Well, I don't think, to be honest, mate, I don't think I did it justice. I, I, you know, there, there is so much to talk about mm. uh, with mm. it. Um, and it's, to me, it's just, See, look, you know, it's one of those places that people overlook. You know, like how how long have you heard someone say, "Oh, I'm going to the Murray"? Yeah, that's you know, right. Like, yeah, exactly. You don't. Yeah, it's uh, very popular, yet, though. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, the Victorians know all about it. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Uh, and I say, in the school holiday period, it's uh, it's probably you know a little bit overrun uh, to put it that way. But look, so is everywhere. Mm. Uh, so I don't think we can worry too much about that. But um, but not a lot of people in New South Wales look at the Murray as a place that they would want to visit. Yeah. But definitely definitely put it on your on your bucket list items of things to see and do, and um, and spend some time down there, mate. And it doesn't matter if you've got it, you know, if you're on a bike, you know, on a on a car, towing a van, mm. or in a four drive. Um, I, look, I, I mean, I could have gone on and on. The, the Murray, when it gets up near the border of South Australia, mm. just south of a place called Robinvale, that you've got the Sunset National Park, mm. you know, which is like a, a, a sand desert through there. And there's some, and there's the Pink Lake with all the, the you know, the pink salt that's on the lake there. So the, there really are some special places. I mean, and just out in Mildura, where our team are today, while we're recording this, they're up at Mungo, you know, and you've got Mungo National Park. You know, only, t- only an hour and a half drive north of the Murray at Mildura. Mm. So, oh, incredible mate, trip. Well, you think, it's it's very hard to do it justice. Yeah. I mean, the river itself, I think it's, well, it's about two and a half thousand kilometres. I mean, so to drive along it, to, to travel it by road, I mean, obviously it's a big trip and uh, there's plenty to see and do. Um, yeah. It's yeah. One, one massive road trip, mate. It's a beauty. All right, mate. Yeah. Well, that is a ripper, mate. I still can't believe you have something on your bucket list. <laughs> well, right. There's there's a lot of things that I'm aware of. So there's mm. a lot of things on the bucket list. The more you travel, the more you see, and the more you hear about. You know, and the, and the more you want to, you know, say, oh, no, I'd really like to do that. Yeah, exactly, so, mate. And but a, that's the you that's always the take the scenic route too, which is good. 
Well, you know, often <laughs> you, you make me laugh because, you know, when we're away on, on one of our trips and I'll say, oh, I know a shortcut. All the customers know it's going to take us three times as long mm. because the shortcut's usually entail something fairly exciting. Yeah, that's and, exactly uh, right. That's the way to do it, isn't it, eh? Yeah, definitely, yeah. mate. All right, Victor. Well, that's a good one. The uh, trip along the Murray River by road. I love that. And like you say, plenty to see and do. We'll do this again next week, eh, Victor? Right, mate. I'll, I'll dream up somewhere else to go and uh, we'll talk about that. Good All st- right, you take care. Good stuff. There is Vic Widman. Don't forget to subscribe to Vic Widman's YouTube channel. You can do that. Just go on YouTube, type in, um, just go in and type in Vic Widman. And uh, basically what will happen there, you'll see him come up and he's got the videos there with tips and information there. Make sure you subscribe to that channel. I've subscribed to it myself now and uh, plenty of others have as well for pretty good reason. So go on to that Vic Widman YouTube channel. If you want to go on one of these trips yourself, you need to get on the Great Divide Tours, go to the website, 4wd.net.au. Vic runs tag-along tours all over Australia, in normal times anyway, and uh, plenty of people, a lot of return business as well, and, uh, and that's because um, the trips are very, very in-depth. Imagine what you've just listened to there. Imagine experiencing it, driving along, and, and you don't miss anything. That's the one thing when you travel with Tag with our Great Divide Tours, you don't miss anything. Nothing worse than going on a trip and uh, driving past some really good spots you didn't know were there. Well, you won't miss anything with Great Divide Tours. He does trips absolutely all over Australia in the normal times. Uh, Arnhem Land, Barrington Tops, Canning, Stockroot, Cape York, Corner Country, the Kimberleys, Flinders Ranges, even does trips in New Zealand. He's done a bit Africa as well. He gets around uh, the Simpson Desert, Snowy Mountains, which I think he's really Vic's favourite, he loves the Snowy Mountains. The South Coast does day, little day trips up at Stockton Beach in New South Wales as well, and he loves those Victorian, that Victorian high country, and he's got a team of professionals that go with him. If you want to uh, learn more about your four-wheel drives as well, you can do that. Just go to that website, 4wd.net.au, book yourself in for some driver training, or get the kids into it. I know both of my kids went down there and did that. It is an outstanding four-wheel drive training centre in the in uh, Braidwood, New South Wales, you can learn how to drive your vehicle in all types of terrain, including steep inclines, declines, mud, sand, rock, river crossings. He does it all. Four-wheel drive uh, courses for the beginners as well as advanced four-wheel drive terrain courses. Even has camper trailer courses, photography courses and survival workshops. That website, 4wd.net.au, that is the place to go. Or simply just Google Great Divide Tours. Now, as you know, Top Parks are a partner of this uh, podcast, Road Trips Australia, but we are also sponsored by BF Goodrich Tyres, and it's a great time to be associated with them because BF Goodrich Tyres are celebrating their milestone 150th year. From humble beginnings in 1870, BF Goodrich continues to be passionately performance-driven. The BF Goodrich brand was built for driving enthusiasts by driving enthusiasts. BF Goodrich strive to continually improve tyre performance, and because of their adventurous spirit, They've always encouraged people to seek the ultimate freedom on or off the roads. BF Goodrich have achieved victory in the biggest races across the globe, from success at Le Mans, the BAHA 1000, the Dakar Rally, and of course our very own famous Dick uh, Fink Desert races right here in Australia. Well, it's time for BFG's history and your future to unite. Choose how you want to drive with BF Goodrich tyres. Go to bfgoodrich.com.au and find your local dealer. Now look out for the BF Goodrich off-road centres, recognised as BF Goodrich ambassadors and opinion leaders. Now within the four-wheel drive community, they are very, very handy people to know. A place where you can travel, uh, where you can receive expert advice from people that share your passion. There is a full list on the website, bfgoodrich.com.au, everywhere from Bundaberg to Broken Hill and everywhere in between as well. Check out that uh, website, 150 years. They've been around a long time. It's probably why I've been running BF Goodrich tyres now for about 30-odd years. So um, certainly haven't let me down. They won't let you down either. Go to that website, bfgoodrich.com.au. Now, I mentioned Top Parks, and of course, they are the partner in our... um, Road Trips Australia podcast, and each week we try to put the spotlight on one of their many, many parks that are all over Australia, and uh, I've got to tell you now, you will never be disappointed when you go to a top park. They certainly look after you there, no matter whether you're up in the top end 
way out west or in the east, down south, everywhere in between, they are, are certainly do look after all of their their travellers and their customers, and that uh, you certainly do get looked after. And it's always a warm welcome when you drive into a Top Parks. And I'm happy to say that Laura from Top Parks is back on the line this week to tell us about our uh, the Murray River Holiday Park. Laura, g'day. G'day, how are you going? Mate, I'm going okay. Now, look, this park, now we've been talking about the road trip along the Murray. This mm-hmm. this Murray River Park is an absolute cracker. Whereabouts is it located at? Um, so right on the border. Um, so we've got Moama, Moama and Ichuka. So it's yep. right there in Moama itself. And a family-owned park too. And family-owned parks are, and operated parks, um, you always, you, you they just do it, not that they do it, they just do it differently than you know when you've got staff. And like I say, when it's a when it's a family owned and operated park, you can just tell the difference. You get looked after whether it's a family or not. But with family owned parks, there's this this sense of you know the sense of pride, and they certainly yes. do look after you. Well, certainly because you're staying in in their own backyard essentially. Mm. Um, so these guys have have had um, the park since the 1980s. So it's it's very well established. They're consistently um, upgrading and um, and doing all sorts of things. It's really well manicured, almost within an inch of its life. Mm. Um, and, and the family there are just exactly that. So um, the type of parks that, that I like to talk about are the ones that have that family-orientated atmosphere. Um, they, there's nothing that you can't ask for. Um, they'll bend over backwards, and they just want to ensure that they've got the most perfect facilities um, for, for their guests to make memories. Now, we often talk about how a lot of parks these days are pet-friendly, but this one's got a, this one has a bit of difference. <laughs> a K-9000 dog wash. Oh, the best of the best. What is a K-9000 dog wash? I go down and get one myself. Um, so it's a, a coin-operated um, so a dog wash facility, so it's got um, – I, I, Think a memory. Uh, they've got like the flea treatment in there as well. It's got the um, you can dry your dog, wash your dog. It's got a um, like perfumed wash in it as well. That um, also works really well if your dog's got the sensitive skin. Mm. It, it does, as you would imagine, for a, a K nine thousand. It is the top of the range. Yeah, so it sounds like it's very flash. The K nine thousand <laughs> dog wash. And it is, it is good, isn't it? I mean, like when people – a lot of parks these days, and we've mentioned it a lot, that they're pet-friendly, but that to have the dog wash there – and you sometimes see the same sort of system now at pet shops and at, even at car washes yeah. where you can go in and do it. So uh, it's a great idea. Uh, but they've got plenty of other facilities there as well, a fantastic barbecue and entertaining area. Uh, I love the kids' corner. There's plenty for the kids to do there uh, with a very spacious – and this very spacious barbecue area. Uh, which is fantastic, and that's open for everybody, including people that are in cabins, um, or even if you're in a powered site. It doesn't matter. You, everyone's welcome to use the barbecue. And like and like most parks, the barbecue areas are usually like a hub of of social activity, which is fantastic. There's a great pool there as well, and uh, and everyone loves a pool, don't they? Oh, they certainly do. And there's lots of space around the outside of the pool as well, so you can watch the kids splash and carry on, but you can sit. Uh, in the lovely loungeabout chairs and not get wet if that's your thing too. Yeah, absolutely. Now, the kids will have endless fun running around on the pedal go-karts and you can hire those all year round and it's a uh, a small fee. You just do that at the office there or at reception and they certainly will look after you. Now, some accommodation options here are, again, just first, first class. It's just amazing. Uh, I don't know how you do it. You pick some good people to be a part of your top parks <laughs> chain of parks. It's just amazing. Large... <laughs> Family superior cabins that'll sleep seven people, three bedrooms. I mean, that's just that's a house. Yeah, very much so. Everything all in one spot. You all you need to do is bring yourself. That's yeah, it. Exactly right. And uh, the like, that's that's the go. If you're a, a large family and plenty of kids and they all want their space, and that's the mm-hmm. thing too, because usually people like on this road trip or any road trip really. You've got the kids in the car. Everyone's in there. You're all in a confined spot in the car, and you get the odd. You know, the old questions, how long to go, when are we going to get there? <laughs> but, when, but then when they get when they arrive at this park, they can actually kick back in their own space. You've got a couple of kids, they both get a bedroom each if you take the large family superior cabin, uh, which is a, well, that's just a fantastic idea. So everyone can get away from each other for at least half an hour and stretch <laughs> out. Uh, but then you've got the family superior cabins as well and there's a, a large deluxe cabin, again, a couple of, bedro- a couple of bedrooms, a uh, bathroom there as well. And then there's just so many 
um, cabins to choose from. The Haven there Deluxe is. Cabin, which uh, is fantastic. And let's look at some pictures at it now. It just It looks like little homes. And there's even budget cabin options. Yeah, they have the budget cabins as well, so they can sleep um, up to four. They've got the two bedrooms, the bedroom at either end, and sort of the um, the kitchenette area was in the middle. Mm. Um, so even though they're a little bit of an older style, they're decked out to the nines, um, yep. and they look beautiful. So even if you want to stay a little bit longer and enjoy all the facilities and, and things to see and do around town, um, then that might be the way to go. Yep. Um, and then from there, they've uh, just renoed some of the family deluxe cabins. So they're looking very swish at the moment. New flooring, um, nice and architecturally designed. They look really, really good. And the one-bedroom deluxe cabins as well. Yeah, and also the, the studio deluxe cabins, they just look fantastic. Open, clean, living, and plenty of places, like we say, to stretch out and yeah. uh, and relax. Now, look, if you've got the caravan in tow or the camper trailer, um, you certainly need to check out some of the powered sites. They look... Um, are fantastic as well. Yes, they are nice and spacious. And they've also got, depending on where you are within the park, um, some have a little extra dividers between sites so you can get a little bit extra privacy, beautifully manicured lawns, nice and shady. You couldn't really ask for much more. Yeah, absolutely, with AstroTurf sites as well. And then uh, plenty of op- opportunities for people to pitch a tent and camp there. Uh, motorhomes um, sites, uh, they certainly look after, like we say, all the travellers who travel through uh, this part of the um, this part of the region, this region anyway in, in Australia, uh, around along that Murray, which we say is a fantastic part of. We've just done a massive road trip, almost the length of the whole Murray, and there's just so much to oh see. My there's so much to see and do, but there's plenty of attractions locally as well in in, um, in this in the Echuca, isn't there? Yeah, look, you could not um, pick a more varied spot. You've got the vineyards. They have uh, the Echuca Park Run, which is 8 a.m. every Saturday of the year. Uh, it's a 5K track yep. um, that you can go on. They've got the paddle steamers, obviously, up and down the river. You can do day trips, strawberry picking, um, lots of heritage out that way as well. Yeah. That you can, um, the, sort of between the museums um, and the, there's like a, I'm pretty sure. Yep, the great Aussie beer shed. Well, um, I'm on my way. The, I the thought great, it might be up the, your alley. The great Aussie, <laughs> the great Aussie beer shed. Oh, mate, I'm there. Yep. You, you've got me. And I notice there's wineries too. Do you drink wine? I'm a big winey, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, you've got to love that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, well, 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 you're not going to be disappointed because there's wineries close by, plenty of events as well. You mentioned the paddle steamer cruises. I've actually done that down on the Murray. It's... Um, it's, it's well worth it. It's a great afternoon, depending on what cruise you take. But I took an afternoon cruise uh, on a paddle steamer on the Murray River and it was just unbelievable. Oh, nice. Yeah. I haven't done that yet. Yeah. I, that will, you convinced me. Yeah. Uh, if you're a bit of a walker, there's bush walks available to you as well. All there, the great Aussie beer shed. You've just distracted me now. Sorry. It's uh, the number one attraction. Is it? Um, yeah. Oh, Why wouldn't it be? Yeah, I know. It sounds all right. The Great Aussie Beer Shed. That sounds like something I'd get right into. All right, so the Murray River Holiday Park, top parks. Again, it's just another one of their uh, fantastic parks that they have all over the place, but this one is an absolute cracker. It's uh, friendly, uh, pet-friendly, which we love, and uh, plenty of things to do in the region, as we say. And, uh, mate, I think the uh, – I do like the idea of the Great Aussie Beer Shed. You've got I'll me. I'll always look after you. Don't worry. The great Aussie. Oh, here. I've just found it looking at it now. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> no. I'll just book myself in. Hang on a minute. The great Aussie <laughs> Bee Shed and Heritage Farm Museum. Well, mm-hmm. sounds fantastic. But look, again, as you come to expect now, no matter where you are in Australia, you'll get a good, you'll get a great deal and great accommodation at Top Parks and uh, friendly people. And like we said earlier, this one's a family owned and operated park. And look, I've been to plenty of parks. Um, where there are staff, they only pick the best people to work. Look, look, listen how good Laura goes uh, to work there. But there's just something when it's a family-owned park and they've owned it for a long time. Um, they certainly you can feel that sense of pride, and they certainly do look after you. But this is an absolute cracker. So if we do this uh, Murray River Road trip, you make sure you stop in 
at this one. It's a beauty, the Murray River Holiday Park. You just go to the website, Laura, and, and you can book or you can just give them a call, yeah? That's it, topparks.com.au. That's the one. All right, Laura. Well, great job again, and you've picked a good park right there, smack dab in the middle of our road trip, and it is a beauty, <laughs> the Murray River Holiday Park. Jump on the website. You won't be disappointed. Just check it out for yourself. Check out some of the pictures of the cabins. They did, you said they'd just renovated a few of them. Jeez, they've done a great job. They've obviously they some, These photos are, are very recent. So, uh, And that's the thing. When you're on a road trip, you want to be comfortable at night. And uh, so this place here is an absolute beauty. Murray River Holiday Park. And like all top parks, Laura, it's a cracker. Oh, well, thank you. And it's, uh, we all take a lot of pride in each of our individual parks, and these guys are no exception. And we've learned a bit about you now. You're a whiny. I'm a whiny. I am, yes. That, that fair, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. And now you've learned something about me. I'll be going to the Great Aussie Beer Shed. No worries. <laughs> all right, we'll talk to you, uh, we'll talk to you next week, eh? Will do. Thank you so much for having me. Good stuff. There she is. That's the lovely Laura from Top Parks. And as we say, Top Parks all over Australia are making holidays affordable again with Australia's largest choice of holiday parks in every corner of this great country. Top Parks offer the perfect place to pull up and relax because that's what you need to do after your very own big long road trip. Book a self-contained cabin, and we've just spoke about some of the great cabins there every week. The cabins are just getting better and better, where you can just park right outside your front door or pull up to your very own site with your caravan, motorhome or camper trailer in tow, even, uh, even with a tent. There'll be a site for you there as well. There's a Top Parks holiday for absolutely any budget. And thanks to Top Parks, this is what you've got to get onto, the, the G'day Rewards membership. Whether you're staying in a cabin or towing your van or camper across the country, you can save even more money on every stay. With wide open spaces, plenty of fresh air and more parks in more places, you want to do just that, and that's pop in and say g'day. Go to the website if you want to book, topparks.com.au, or just check the website out for yourself and start planning that road trip of your very own and make sure you factor in top parks uh, as your accommodation options. You certainly won't be disappointed. I do it, you should do it as well. Go to that website, topparks.com.au. Well, that is our road trip for this week. A big thank you to Vic Woodman uh, for all the information on the Murray River and thank you for Laura for, uh, again, giving us a great uh, description of the, one of the many top parks that are around the country. A big thank you too to BF Goodrich Tyres for their support of Road Trips Australia and, of course, top parks. And a big thank you for you for listening to the podcast. We'll be back to uh, do it again next week right here. We'll see you then.